Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from our studios in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We're going to talk movies today with the creative team behind the new film Phoenix, Oregon. It opens in select cities on March 20th. And uh, if you're a movie fan, you want to be a part of the conversation, call us at 516-418-5635 from anywhere in North America. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for listening wherever you may be today. The movie Phoenix, Oregon uh, is a comedy, a sentimental comedy. It's, it's all about uh, midlife reinvention and sort of the redeeming power of friendship. And, and then you kind of throw into the mix uh, bowling and pizza and comic book art, which is a hell of a blend. So we're going to talk to the creative team now and welcome into the conversation Gary and Andy Lundgren and also Louis Rodriguez and uh, welcome to the Burke Allen Show, guys. Thank you guys so much for being on today. Thanks, yeah, thank Burke. you, Burke. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thought I'd throw something out so you could all talk over one another, so that worked out well. <laughs> um, hey, Gary, I want to start with you. Um, for the folks that, that aren't familiar with the movie, maybe they haven't haven't seen uh, a trailer yet or they haven't visited the website, phoenixoregonmovie.com, um, in your words, what is this movie all about? Oh gosh, you know, I think, I think being an artist and a filmmaker, and as you get older, uh, I think there's a sense of urgency to try to make great stuff before uh, it's too late. And I think uh, that sort of put in motion the idea of you know everyone's dreams. You know, as you get into your middle ages, you know, it's it's time to take those risks and make things happen while you, while you have a chance. The theme really motivated the, the entire movie. The movie that we're talking about, of course, is Phoenix, Oregon, and Gary Lundgren is the uh, screenwriter and the director of the film. And Annie and Luis uh, are joining us as well. And, and Louis, you're a producer of the movie. And for people that aren't familiar with what that means, really, you know, you see it on the screen whenever you go to a movie or you're at home watching something on Netflix or Amazon Prime. What is it that you and Annie do as producers? What does that really mean? Oh, well, um, you know, it, it, it means a lot, uh, frankly. So um, Annie... Um, is 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 kind of the one that that's you know driving the ship, and uh, you know we're in charge of putting everything together from overseeing um, how the casting is coming along, um, locations, uh, needs of um, all departments, including uh, the director's creativity, um, makeup, wardrobe, uh, even you know um, catering department, and so it's, it's basically overseeing and managing the development and production um, from A to Z. So um, it's, a, it's a million little details. And you're right, everybody uh, sees the movie on screen, um, but it takes, you know, a, a, a pretty large team and, and, you know, a thousand and one details to bring it all together. So um, we just uh, oversee and manage that. 
The film is Phoenix, Oregon. It opens nationwide on March 20th. It selects screens, and you can find out more about it at phoenixoregonmovie.com. Annie Lundgren, uh, how long from the, the basic idea of Phoenix, Oregon, to the finished product? How long, how long does that take? Because I've always heard that making movies is a long, laborious process. So, you know, how, how many months, days, years went into this finished hour and a half on film? Usually takes a couple years, and at the script stage, we'll work on that uh, for about a year usually. Gary may have a first draft done in a few months, and then we go through different feedback cycles, and then we have a financing cycle. And then usually once we greenlight the movie, that's about a 9- to 12-month process to go from production to a finished film that we can then submit to festivals. So we finished production two years ago in June. So we're coming up here on our first day of production two years ago. And then last year we did a festival and screening tour around the United States. And now we are coming up on our, our the final phase, which is releasing it into the theatrical market and then on digital later at the end of this year. So about a three-year process. So, Gary, when, when you watch this movie that you have lived for two years, better than two years, and you watch it with other people around you, uh, it's got to be tough to, to sort of take yourself out of it because it's been such a part of your life. Is, is that a, a nerve-wracking thing to wonder, uh, you know, how the people around you are going to react? Are they going to laugh where they're supposed to laugh? Are they, are they going to be drawn into the film? What, what goes through your mind when you're sitting in a, a screening of something that has been your heart and soul for so long. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a uh, incredible gaining objectivity. I think I think you you write it and you shoot it and you edit it and it's sort of three different phases of telling the story and uh you know, by the end of it, by the time you have a cut, you you've lost a lot of your objectivity. And so I I really appreciate the screening process uh just when audiences are seeing it for the first time now. And so it, it, you know, through their eyes, it feels fresh again and, and funny and, and emotional. And uh, I think, I think, you know, eventually you kind of hand the movie over to the audience and, um, and you sort of become an audience member again in a weird way. So I, I love the process, but you know, it is up and down and it changes uh, as the time passes, but, you know, originally that, you know, the original inspiration and, you know, the, the actors performances and, and the things that are funny and meaningful to me, uh, eventually you kind of get them back, you know, Louis, when, when you're in the middle of all this and you've got, as you said, a million little details, I'm sure it's stressful, uh, you know, producing a movie and, and this is not, you know, a hundred million dollar, James Cameron Titanic flick. You guys mm-hmm. are, are doing a lot of it, you know, on, on uh, a much more modest budget. But I, I'm curious as to what, what's the fun part for you? What do you really like doing? When you look back on Phoenix, Oregon, you know, what are you going to say? Man, that was a ball. I love doing that. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great question. Fortunately, um, you know, working with Gary and Annie uh, in Joma Films, is is always just an incredible experience. So even even though we don't have those giant resources, 
and um, and there's difficulties with with having a smaller movie. It doesn't it doesn't feel that hard when you're working with with great people. So I would say um, the best way to answer that is it's just fun working with with Gary as a as a director and with Annie as a producer and 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 the other team that you know they've had supporting them for many years. It's a great group of people. So you know coming together um, and really you know, surrounding um, that great vision that Gary had. It's, it's, it's just so much fun, man. I mean, we're really lucky and we're very fortunate. So in the midst of everything that's going on, I think every day is, is, is still incredibly fun. We're talking about the new movie Phoenix, Oregon. You can find out more about it at phoenixoregonmovie.com, phoenixoregonmovie.com. It opens nationwide on March 20th. And I want to talk about the specifics of the story because I think it's, it's a really fun, interesting movie. But, Annie, you know, we talk about it, it being an independent film. And, and it, you know, it seems like it wasn't that long ago that if you saw a small indie movie, it just had a whole different look and feel. I mean, you could tell that it was put together on the cheap. But you look at a movie like Phoenix, Oregon, and this looks like, a major Hollywood motion picture. And not only do you have a bunch of recognizable faces in there, but just the production quality is, is so much better. So for, for us lay people that are not in the movie business, how do you do that? How do you make a movie on somewhat modest means, but make it look as big as anything that you know, Universal Studios might put out? Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Really appreciate you saying that. Um, it's, I think it's been a lot of years of practice, really. Um, Gary and I have been working together for over 20 years and went to film school and made a lot of short films. Um, Gary's, you know, been a student of director, other directors for all of those years and even before that. And, you know, he brings a lot of that experience and professionalism to the screen and to his ability to direct the actors. And then also we've been fortunate over the last 10, 15 years build relationships with a crew, a team of people that we really love working with. And um, we work with them outside of features as well on commercials and, and other work. So we've all had a chance to really practice. So when we come together, we are able to turn what might be a more modest budget in Hollywood standards into something that still really looks looks beautiful and has the skills behind it is because of the uh, years that we've all worked together. And then we also have a casting director that we work with who has cast really uh, big movies in the past, so she does help us find the actors who are really engaged with the story, and, and they come on board because they, they believe in, in the story and they believe in us as a team. And the movie, again, is Phoenix, Oregon, and we're talking to the creative team, Gary and Annie and Louie, about the behind-the-scenes cool stuff that happens when you make a movie. you got to check it out. Phoenix, Oregon is out uh, March 20th, and you can get a list of, of which cities across the United States it opens at, at phoenixoregonmovie.com. Writer and director Gary Lundgren, uh, this movie, when I saw it, and again, I'm, what do I know? I'm just a movie fan, right? But I thought it was perfectly cast. I thought each of those players that, that you guys selected uh, were the embodiment of what those characters should be. You know, I can't imagine someone else being in those roles. And, and I wonder, 
how that works. How do you guys select the right person? There has to be a formula that goes into it uh, and, and a mix of art and science, but, but how did you just nail the casting on this movie? Well, you know, for, for me, the characters are, are the plot. It's always, it always goes back to character. Character drives the plot. And so during the scripting process, uh, you know, these characters, I just felt like they were alive on the page, you know, um, uh, they, I think, I think you have to start with that, or the actors won't be interested. Because I think if the nuances and the complexities of the characters aren't in the script, then it's hard to get really good actors to want to want to do it. Because uh, otherwise, they would have to be doing too much of the work. And I and I think um, so. That's the first part, and the second part is. Um, I had a lot of these people in mind when I was writing, and you know, I think James Legros is such a uh, amazing um, uh, actor. He, he's um, been—he's a little like Kevin Bacon, you know. He's been—he's worked with everybody, you know. He's been in so many things over the years, and he's just terrific on screen. And I think—I think writing with him in mind and getting him on board for Bobby was a big. Uh, up in the right direction uh, I think you know Kevin Corrigan I've been a fan of his for so long just to get him for for, for a, a comedic role in this was, was just uh, beautiful like I think you can just anticipate the kind of things he's going to do uh, before he gets there and uh, of course Lisa Edelstein is just wonderful uh, you know luckily she came on board because she knows James and, and has worked with James before. So I think James just brought a lot of credibility to the project. He was like a magnet. And of course the, the entire cast, I could go on about all the actors, but Jesse Borrego was just a huge um, win for us playing Carlos. Uh, a friend of ours read the script, uh, Peter Bratt, who is a wonderful filmmaker and he told us immediately, like, Jesse Borrego is, is your Carlos. And so uh, uh, Louie knew who Jesse was, and so we just sort of went after him first, you know. And, and luckily, uh, he loved the part. And, and yeah, the rest, it, it makes it easy when you cast a movie well. It makes my job so much easier because uh, th- these guys really bring these parts to life. And a lot of the names, Gary, that you mentioned are, are not, uh, uh, you know, household names, but certainly they're people that we've all seen in movies. Uh, the gentleman that is the lead in the movie, Bobby, James LeGros, uh, you know, I remember from Drugstore Cowboy. I just saw him this past weekend in that uh, new Amazon Prime series with Al Pacino Hunters. He's great in that. Uh, Jesse, who plays his best friend in the movie, uh, we probably all remember from Fame. He was a lead in Fame. He was in a great movie called Blood In, Blood Out, if you love uh, the Walking Dead series, I remember him from Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, you know, Kevin Corrigan, great comedic talent. Diedrich Bader, you've seen on TV uh, everywhere. So, and, and Lisa, of course, is in that, uh, that Michael Douglas uh, show, The Kaminsky Method. So there's a ton of very recognizable faces in there. And, Louis, I want to ask you before we go to commercial break about uh, the character that Jesse plays, Carlos. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really interesting in this movie that you have – um, a Hispanic actor who, for a change, is not playing, frankly, you know, a gang member or a bad guy, mm-hmm. somebody who's got a gun. 
And and I wonder um, how Jesse responded to the opportunity to do that. And by the way, he's not the only uh, Hispanic character in the movie that is portrayed in a positive light. So was that mm-hmm. was that a big selling point for him participating? Yeah, you know, we had a lot of conversations about it, and from the very first time he read the script, um, and his and his team got a hold of the script, um, he just he just fell in love with it. You know, he's had a long career with, um, you know, consistent offers to play negative uh, and stereotypical characters. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, this was, um, you know, really beautiful change for him and an opportunity. He was very grateful for it. And I think also um, audiences really appreciated that. Screening the movie across the country, um, we had uh, many... Um, comments about it and, and people really appreciating that different, um, you know, seeing Hispanic characters in a different light. So um, I think it was, you know, great from the get-go and great for Jesse. And, and I think audiences, you know, really enjoy um, seeing seeing that as well. So The movie will open in uh, a big Hispanic market, San Antonio, Texas, which is Jesse's hometown, as well as Los Angeles, and in a really neat twist, and a lot of small towns around America because Phoenix, Oregon is an actual small town that this movie is set in. And Annie, when we come back, you're up next. I want you to be thinking about your, your elevator pitch for the movie. If somebody says, hey, Annie, what's my new movie all about? Uh, I, I want you to be able to describe Phoenix, Oregon to our listeners right after this. We'll be back in 60 seconds on the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Hang on. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now you can be a part of the experience live. Landau Eugene Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? Your America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. For Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. tour dates, visit LandauMurphyJr.com. Hey, thanks for listening to the Burt Gallon Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live in Washington, D.C. The number to call if you'd like to be a part of the show, 516-418-5635. And we're getting a, a few text uh, questions for the cast, and so... Andy, before I talk to you about the plot of the movie, I have to ask you, this text question comes in from Ryan, uh, who's listening in Vancouver, British Columbia. He wants to know uh, if you and Gary are related to Dolph Lundgren in any way. That's the only other famous movie Lundgren he knows of. <laughs> no, we're not. Not that we know of, at least. Apparently, uh, Lundgren, <laughs> we're both Swedish. I'm Malmberg is my maiden name, and Gary's Lundgren. But um, both of those names are like Smith in Sweden. So there's a lot of us out there, maybe just not so many in the film business. So you'll get no discounts on getting Dolph Lundgren in the next uh, right. film. All right, fair enough. I used to tell people that Dolph was my cousin growing up. So. 
<laughs> was that helpful to you at all, or did you get beat up on the playground when that happened, Gary? <laughs> it actually helped. <laughs> hey, the new movie is Phoenix, Oregon, and you can find out more at phoenixoregon.com. Uh, phoenixoregonmovie.com. That's phoenixoregonmovie.com. And, Annie, I, I promise you we would ask this question, and I know it's, it's going to be tough because you have been so close to the movie for so long, but if somebody says, hey, what, what is this movie Phoenix, Oregon about, you would say what? Well, I, first I'm going to have to make a joke here, Bert, because I think my team teases me that um, I'm not really an elevator pitch type of person. I write several paragraphs, and then they turn it into a sentence, which is why I <laughs> hire a market, marketing team around me. <laughs> but I'll, I will read you that sentence, and then then I can give you my paragraph. But it, it's a, a funny and bitter story about two friends, the graphic novelist and a chef, and they're in their midlife, and they're struggling to figure out what to do with themselves working in their um, service industry job. So they get this grand idea to quit their jobs and restore an old bowling alley and serve the world's greatest pizza. And the, the audience that we're, we're trying to reach is a very um, soulful, thoughtful, kind um, demographic out there, people who are looking for sweet, kind stories of people who are pursuing their dreams, and especially at midlife um, when maybe we are questioning kind of where we've ended up and if we can still have courage to pursue things that are really meaningful to us and what it takes to do that. And sometimes it just takes um, friendship and leaning on community and finding some inner courage to keep moving forward. There you go. See, I think that was fantastic. I think you described the movie very well. I, uh, I think it is very touching, and it's a sweet movie. I mean, look, if you're headed out to the theater and you want to see lots of things being blown up and lots of CGI, uh, this is not the movie for you. But if you like characters and you like story, I think it's a really sweet story about these two guys, Bobby and, and Carlos, who are buddies, and they work in a restaurant, and their, their boss is a pretty big jerk, and finally they've just had enough you know he's a bartender and bobby is and and carlos is is the cook in the back the chef and uh you know carlos uh, talks bobby into buying this old rundown long closed bowling alley in their hometown and reopening it spiffing it up and serving the world's greatest pizza there and that takes money and so there's a a character who floats into the, the story that that helps fund this whole thing and and the town comes together, and, uh, and and we'll have to leave some to the imagination. I want folks head out to the movie uh, opening March 20th. PhoenixOregonMovie.com is where you can find out more. Um, Gary, the, the movie is set in the town of Phoenix, Oregon. Um, how much of growing up in and around small-town America do you think informs this film? Oh, a, a lot. I think uh... – I think when we, we made a film called Calvin Marshall uh, about a kid trying to play baseball about 10 years ago, and we shot it in the Southern Oregon area before we went back to Los Angeles. And I remember just being uh, just intrigued that there was this town, Phoenix, Oregon. It, it, it just struck me as, as an interesting juxtaposition of, you know, 
of, of a, a city and a state. You know, there's a lot of those in the country, of course. Yep. Um, but I, I think just the idea that here's a small town and um, good people and and you know maybe maybe there's a sense that that people the characters in this town are stuck and maybe in the wrong place they want their lives to be in a in a different place and i think just the juxtaposition of phoenix and oregon i I felt like sort of captured that uh displacement that perhaps you know people are are trying to figure their lives out and you know they aren't in new york or san francisco they're in small town america trying to um you know do this things that that'll bring more fulfillment to them and so phoenix oregon to me i know it might be kind of a misleading title out there people try to figure it out some people ask if it's a documentary but i think uh you know in the end it's just the title kind of we we like it and, and we're we're proud of the fact that it carries that meaning once you see the film and you guys, Lou, you actually filmed it pretty close to uh, to that town, to Phoenix, Oregon, in that, that general area of southern Oregon. Is it harder to make a movie outside uh, New York or Los Angeles or, or one of these cities where movies are routinely made and it's not a big deal? You know, you go to Atlanta these days and it's hard to not trip over a film crew in the Atlanta suburbs. Mm-hmm. But But I would imagine there's special challenges that go into making it in a, a small town like that? Or am I wrong? Is it just that folks are so excited to have, uh, you know, something going on in that area that, that they uh, embrace it and make it easier? What was it like filming the movie in that area? Yeah, you know, for us, it was an, um, a very pleasant experience, actually. I think that, um, you know, in a, in a small town, people do get very excited when a film production comes around. And, um, you know, they get excited to, you know, see a movie set, you know, bouncing around town or to potentially be extras. Um, also, small businesses are open to, um, you know, letting us use locations. You know, co- cross-promotion takes place. And so um, it, it's it's actually a very uh, pleasant experience. So we had a, an easy time actually making a film in, in a small town. And I think if, if you happen to be listening and you live in a small town, I grew up in a town of less than 3,000 people, this movie will resonate with you. And, and certainly most big city folks are transplants from small town America. And I think that uh, you'll take something away from Phoenix, Oregon. Check it out at phoenixoregonmovie.com. We're almost out of time, but I did have one other question that came in uh, from Sharon, who's listening in Wisconsin. And she wants to know if you have any advice for aspiring filmmakers so let's go around uh, around the virtual table here, and, and we'll start with you, Annie. Any advice for aspiring filmmakers who are listening? Yes. Um, well, first of all, now more than any time ever, anyone can really get out and, and make a film. Uh, you don't have to live in L.A. anymore. You know, it used to be that that was more the case. And now the equipment is so available. Um, people are shooting films that even have played at Sundance on their iPhones. So just start, get out and start practicing your craft. And if you, you know, keep working on it. And then the other bit of advice is um, you don't have to meet, like, the famous people to make a movie. You can just start making a movie with your friends. And as you practice together and build that team over time, um, you'll find that um, you're all 
helping lift each other up, the group of people you already know. Gary, advice for aspiring filmmakers listening? Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, filmmaking is storytelling, and, and I think everyone has stories to tell. I, I believe that. And I think uh, if you want to make films, just dig deep inside you and tell that story you have to tell, but that you just, like, there's a sense of urgency that this is a story I want to tell really badly because it's going to take a while, and collaborating and finding money and finding people to, to make something and, and then just the time it takes to make and eventually it gets out, you know, you need to believe in a story so you can be sort of sustained through that process. So just dig deep and tell the story only you can tell. And Louis, from you, 30 seconds, advice for aspiring filmmakers. Yeah, I would say, you know, filmmaking is such a collaborative art. Um, I would say surround yourself with, with people that are going to, um, you know, really support your vision, but also challenge you to be better. So I think connecting with the right people um, that have the right ambitions and the in-sync uh, creativeness is, is, is really something that's very valuable especially when you're, when you're starting out. Great advice, and thank you for the question from Wisconsin. The movie, again, is called Phoenix, Oregon. It's the name of the town, but it's also the name of the movie. It's, uh, it's sweet, it's funny, it has a great message, but most of all, it's entertaining. Two thumbs up from the studio here in Washington, D.C. If you want to find out more about it, check out phoenixoregonmovie.com. That's phoenixoregonmovie.com. Dot com. Gary, Annie, Louis, thank you guys for taking time to be on the show today. Best of luck with the movie. Yeah, thank you, Burke. Thanks, Burke. Thank you. 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 Thank you.